Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brendan Laney joins us, former Scotland international. Uh, you would have played with the Hastings boys, wouldn't you, uh, Brendan? No, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> apologies, apologies, my friend. Welcome to the show. I feel it this morning. I must admit, waking up. But yeah, no, I, uh, I they were a bit before me. Um, but yeah, now two pretty, uh, pretty outstanding individuals, and they uh and they were running around the Scotland jersey, that's for sure. Yeah, you must be pretty happy that they've gone down there and beaten them twice at Twickenham now for the third third time getting that Calcutta Cup. Oh, it's outstanding, mate. It really is. Like this, this, you know, that result there, particularly with the way the English guys have, you know, gone through a bit of a change and new coach and, you know, they're expecting big things. Obviously, Eddie Jones leaving the way he did and getting sacked and. And, uh, you know, the, the Twickenham is such a tough place to play. The All Blacks know exactly what, how tough it is. And, and for the Scottish boys to go down there and, and, and perform the way they did, and, and, and they've said, said themselves, you know, Kitten said after the game that, you know, it wasn't a polished performance by any means. And, and, you know, first game in the Six Nations was always going to be probably a bit like that for both sides. But, you know, to win at Twickenham the way they did and, uh, and beat an English side at home. Calcutta Cup is the Calcutta Cup. Such a different game, it really is. You know, like they get pretty pumped up the Scottish boys for that game, and so do the English. But to win that cup at um, down in um, at home, where the English play their all their games at home at Twickenham, is just a massive one. Absolutely huge. Yeah, massive, and, and it almost feels. Um Brennan, now that like three years in a row, yes, for Scotland, but also outside of the England Scotland, just England and, uh, uh, themselves, maybe a bit of that fear factor's gone for for the Scots when they when it comes to playing England. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, look, at the end of the day, they uh, like I said, they they really get up for this game. It's it's. I remember my first test against Scot uh, for Scotland against the All Blacks. The atmosphere in the change rooms compared to the game against England, my first Six Nations game, which was my next test really, um, was just totally different. Um, it's quite quite amazing how pumped up and and full on the guys were when it came to playing against England um, in a Calcutta Cup game. Um, you know, it's just uh, their attitude just completely changed. It was quite bizarre, really. It was like. Um, going out and it really was playing against the old enemy and and you know exactly what it was it was battle and the boys got really pumped and and, and hooked right into it so and the emotions involved in it were just second to none so 
Um, I think you're right, actually, the, the, the fact that they're going in there now and, and this is their third win on the trot. That, that fifth factor has probably gone a little bit. Um, look, at the end of the day, England will still be England. They're the biggest game of the year for, for the Scottish, um, particularly down in, in, uh, uh, at home at Twickenham for them. So, yeah, it's it's probably one of those things I've probably sat there and looked at them and, was, and, and the way they performed in the two previous tests, seven wins, um, they're probably going down there and say, well, we've got nothing to lose here, boys. We, we know we can beat these guys. And um, and how good would it be to do it at home? So, you know, to, to win the way they did um, was just awesome. Absolutely that, awesome. I think they won off the field too, Brennan. You know, the the I've just looked on Twitter there and there's an interview happening outside the stadium and an English fan's jumped in and said, how can we be outsung at home? How can we? How can the Scottish yeah, yeah. fans outsing us here at Twickenham? So <laughs> they obviously showed up, and the passion is um, the passion is really strong with the Scottish in that in that sort of I, I, I call it like a local derby, you know, Scotland England, uh, Ireland yeah, England, yeah, the local derbies. But the two tries from Duran Van der Meers, um, especially that one from just over halfway, mate, is something special. Absolutely outstanding, wasn't it? It was it was the manner and way it was done too, because. It wasn't necessarily a bad kick. It was it was a kick that was put, you know, for distance, and um, the the ball just got moved straight. I think I also think it came down to the attitude of the Scottish too. I think the way they played the game, they really tried to stretch the English, and they did it really well. You know, they moved the ball. That's one thing Greg is always mm. Greg Townsend's always tried to do. You know, and even when I was playing with Petunia, he he wanted to move the ball around. Sometimes he wasn't that great at it, but he certainly was. He was really good at trying to do it. <laughs> Um, and they, and and that's the way they played in the weekend, and and yeah, they moved the English around, and, and it really put put an acid on their defence, and and that gave Van der Meer the opportunity in the way that that really was an outstanding individual try. There's not many guys in world rugby who score tries like that in a test match, and particularly in the Calcutta Cup, Calcutta Cup game. Um, he absolutely diddled the half pack, beautiful step, the the, the number eight coming across to cover. Um, was you know up high and grabbing, um, and it was a beautiful fend, and and you know it was just a really good try. And his, his other try, I know he got three. But one of the other tries where they moved it pretty much from one side of the field to the other was a was just brilliant. Uh, like I, I I thought the way they actually attacked the, the English was was really impressive. The other thing that I, I thought uh, was interesting, mate, was we saw this is obviously Steve Borthwick's first game in charge, but it was how he tried to take things back to basics for England, and it didn't really work. And I, now you and I had a conversation yesterday uh, about this, and I think if you're gonna boil it back to you know take a game back to basics, that can work. But whatever those basics are, you have to be unbeatable at them, or you have to be the best in the world at them. And at the moment, that English Type Five doesn't look anywhere near close to that. No, right, mate. And and look at them; they he'll be trying to put in some systems that that you know put his mark on the team as well. And and yeah, you know, he probably when you look at it, he hasn't had a lot of time to actually do that. Um, okay, he's been involved with the team under Eddie Jones, but Eddie Jones very dictatorial in the way he he operated. Um, and you know, he, he wanted the, he wanted his team to play his way. So you know, I'm sure Borthwick's um, got some. Um, Systems and, and and ways that he wants to uh, enforce on this team, and he probably hasn't had a lot of time to do that. In fairness to him, but 
you've got to have the cattle too, do you? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and you know, when you look at some of the um, type five, you know, they've got some of the guys that are supposedly some of the best in the world. They rate Gens right up there. They've got um, obviously a Toji as one of the best locks in the world. Um, but you know, they've got to have everyone performing on the day. And I think I, I, I agree. I think that they will probably find out a bit. Um, but it also comes back to the way that the the Scottish guys played. I, I think we've got to give them a hell of a lot of credit with the way that they pushed the ball around and stretched the, the English defence because the, the Poms really battled. I think the pace of the game they battled with as well. Um, so that's why it made such a bloody good win over there, um, down there, sorry, because uh, you know, the Poms at home are very, very tough to beat, regardless of whether it's the first game of the Six Nations or not. So... Um, you know, he'll be at Sportswick. Will be disappointed with the way that um, they started the game um, and uh, we started this championship because um, the hits keep coming. It's bloody tough comp this one. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, just just just. Uh, I think he'll be he'll be probably more disappointed that, that that some of the stuff that he's tried to implement didn't quite happen. The basics are not. You know, you've you've got to get the, your defence right, and that's certainly defensively. The Scottish really pushed them. The, do you think, Brendan, after watching um, the opening rounds, you've got one and two fronts and, and Ireland um, getting up and you know Scotland bringing England. Coming, to, coming into the World Cup year, it, it does really show you that anyone on their day, if they're performing, are going to be pretty hard to you know, um, pick that winner at the World Cup. Do you see any, any changes from that? No, you're right. Uh, I think it's fantastic, really, when you look at the World Cup. This World Cup's probably going to be one of the one of the biggest, um, or if not closest ones. And look, you'd have to say that France, France and Ireland will have to be certainly um, the favourites moving into this World Cup. And, and um, you know, as much as I love watching the All Blacks win, and, and obviously want to see Scotland up there too, it, it's that's what makes the Six Nations so good because it's so close to. To the World Cup, really, you know, all black wise, we've only got a few, a handful of tests when we're warming up to uh, the World Cup um, this year. So, uh, you know, competition-wise, the, the six nations are probably going to be a, a touch ahead of us. Um, and, and you know, this this Irish side's a, a bloody good outfit too. You know, to go to go to Wales and beat Wales the way they did too, with forty odd points, that's that's a massive win at Millennium Stadium for them as well. And it showed you how good they were being twenty seven points up um in the first half. So it really has uh it's really exciting watching the Six Nations. It, it, it yeah, I was lucky enough to plan it, um, but it is a very, very com- good competition, and and it's the passion and, and and pride around it as well, and the crowds they get are just just awesome. So, you know, I think I think watching it, your, your Ireland, your, your France, they're certainly the front runners, and um, and then I think you know the, the results from Scotland certainly put them in the picture as well, so, which is bloody cool. So, um, you know, that that competition is is such a tough comp. And uh, and it's going to help them out when it comes to World Cup time. So, um, but I, I certainly think that um, your France and we're and we're only early doors too. You know, it's only the first match, but still, you can see you can see the ones that are, are, are certainly put their hands up to to be leading it, and that's um, that's France and Ireland.
Yeah, and they they meet next weekend. They meet next Sunday. Yeah, good. You know, so how yeah, good. good. And, and Scotland host Wales. Uh, England get a well. I mean, I was going to say get a bit of a gimme. They've got a, they've got Italy at Twickenham, um, but then the Italians put up a pretty good showing against the French earlier this morning. Um, Brendan. You mentioned Scotland. We should talk more about the Scots and give them um, their dues because they, they've played some great footy in the last couple of years. And uh, we also know that uh, Brad Moore, former Crusaders man, former All Blacks uh, assistant, has gone up there to be part of the Six Nations campaign. What do you think he brings to uh, to, to their campaign and to their team? Oh, that, uh, you know, that's exciting for Brad. He's a, he's a good bugger, um, nice fella. Um you know the way things sort of ended up here in, in New Zealand probably wasn't ideal for for him, um, and he just gave him a bit of a different perspective on on a few things. And 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 the techies came from a, a pretty successful background here with the Crusaders. Um, he will have some ideas around how he wants to attack, um, and it'll be good sounding board for Gregor as well. You know, like just a, a different a different set of eyes and ears. Um, and also with the players as well, it's good for them too because it's just a, a different voice. And, and he's obviously a pretty attacking style of coach. Brad, he wants to move the ball around. He wants to see an exciting style of rugby. And I think we saw a bit of that from Scotland. But not in saying it was just purely Brad. Don't get me wrong. They've been playing a wee bit of that style for a wee while. But it'll just it'll just give them a different sort of uh, perspective on on how how rugby can be played and, and it's a different voice so I think um, we've probably seen a little bit of that in this performance this weekend where they're not afraid to move the ball around and and look the Scottish boys they've had they've had a team there with some you know some players who have started getting that 30-40 test spark as well um, you know they're getting a, a wee bit of um, time under their belt in the jersey and that's that's a good thing too. It's just experience, so they know when they get in certain situations that, that it's happened before, and this is what we've got to do to to perform. So, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed watching it. it. Was it was really cool, um, just purely so not not just for the fact that they won it, but it was the style and the way that, and the way they did it. Um, and the some of the players, like Van der Muur, you know, three tries, one absolutely outstanding, but two that came out of the team playing really well. So I think that was the exciting part. Now, if you look at the head of the World Cup, you've got France, New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland are all on one side of the draw. And then on the other side, mm. you've got England, who, as we know, are well and, well and truly un, uh, you know, undercooked. You've got the Welsh, who, who look like they're in a rebuild. Uh, you've got the Argentinians, and then you've got the Scots. I mean, are the Scots a smoky for a semi-final? Well, I think, I think really they keep on performing the way they are. Look, look. Uh, there's a big. Uh, this competition's tough. You know, like you said, they're going to play Wales next week. Now, look, if you're looking on performance-wise, you'd have to say that Scotland going into that um, that Welsh Test next week, you know, reasonably um, favourite. Um, but this Six Nations is so tough. You've got to be up. Um, I'm just hoping the boys aren't are on the plonk still, because uh, <laughs> wouldn't <them. laughs> I remember, I remember we, we, we were reasonably good at celebrating after the game, but hopefully the boys are a bit more professional than we were. But, um, you know, that Welsh team's not a bad side. Um, and they're still finding their feet with, with, with Warren, Warren back in the mix as well. So, um, you know, he's not, he's not going to go, he's not a guy who's going to want um, his team to 
performing the way they did against Ireland again. So um, that test against the Welsh is going to be bloody tough. Um, so you know, they're going to have to really step up. But look, I think they're a team that's playing some really nice rugby. They're shifting the ball, like I said. And a couple of things stuck for them as well, which was really great to watch. And they'll be really bolstered by that. It was there was a bloody good performance, and I think we, we can't under, underestimate that. But she's a tough old competition, the Six Nations, and um, and uh, it's certainly um, that's what makes it exciting to watch as well. Yeah, and just on that, mate. Lastly, uh, but we'll let, we'll let you go and get the bacon and eggs and the coffee on in a minute. But um, come to the gym, mate. Oh, sorry, yeah, he's right. Well, I've, to be honest, I thought you just finished a ten k run when we got you on because you know this kind of bloke you are. But um, did you not hear me puffing? <laughs> oh, it was just getting to the phone. Um, no, I. Uh, I mean, like we talked about Brad Moore there and what he might add to Scotland and, and things, and it did remind me. When Steve Borthwick was put in charge, or the, the the talk was that he was going to be put in charge of England, I talked to Martin Gillingham, who you'll know is a you know a, com, a well-renowned English commentator on the game, and I also talked uh, to Chris Foy, who's the head rugby writer for the Daily Mail. Neither of them thought it was a good appointment. They both thought it was a backward step for England. Both of them thought they needed somebody from outside the English game. Yeah, totally. We look. We had like I said, we had a chat um, yesterday about that, didn't we? You know. Mm. Like, I think they had a chance to probably shake it up a wee bit. Um, maybe the rugby union wanted someone uh, English been involved with the game. Look, Borthwick's been around England rugby for a long time. He's, he was an outstanding footballer. Um, you know, big tough bugger in the second row, uncompromising. Um, he's obviously been involved with the, with, with the coaching ranks for a while now, and, and they do rate him. But I think they had an opportunity to um, shake it up a bit. Um, you know, Eddie, Eddie certainly was that person. Um, I think he probably outlived his life a little bit. You know, he got 23, 4 years, Eddie, and and, um, and he tends to, to lose his players a little bit or the dressing room. And I don't know whether that has happened, but um, there's certainly um, that, that history uh, has certainly happened before. So I think they had the opportunity to, to put someone in there. And, and, you know, I know we all love to see Razor coach the All Blacks or whoever's doing it, but. That maybe that maybe could have been Razor. Mm. Um, you know, that certainly would have shaken things up a bit. Um, he's uh, played his rugby over in that side of the world when he was playing for Perpignan. He uh, he's certainly one of the uh, what's the word for it? one of the most uh, sought after coaches in world rugby at the moment. And um, you know, he he certainly would have gone on with a completely different perspective than the than the Borthwick. Um, so maybe they did miss an opportunity. Um, it's the yeah, time will tell, I suppose. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll raise and get the all that job. Um, that's going to be interesting too. It's a whole other of the conversation. But um, yeah, I think they probably they probably missed an opportunity to to shake it up a bit. So yeah, yeah be interesting to see see how Borthwick does go. Good stuff, Brennan. Thanks very much for coming on this morning, mate. We, we won't no let, won't hold you back from throwing some tin around anymore, mate. We'll let you go do that. <laughs> Get into uh, it, boy. And uh, and uh, yeah, I look I look forward to seeing the updates on Facebook, mate. As you as you as you go through the transformation, uh, back to the well, uh, back to the chainsaw of old. 
Only problem is I go to the wife and she's bloody throws more to than I do. So, anyway, <laughs> we'll give it a crack. Good luck, mate. Go well. Uh, Brendan Loney, former Scotland international uh, and uh, top local round uh, with us talking Six Nations rugby there. It is 7.23 on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast with Ricardo. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.